You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. It's Opposite Monday here on Detroit Today, a time when we try to invite somebody into the studio to talk about politics from across the spectrum for me. Somebody who sees things a little differently in the world than I do. And cast in that role this week is my friend Brandon Bryce, <laughs> an independent political consultant. Uh, Brandon, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you for or having me. I should me. say welcome back. Welcome we back. You here, Thank you. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm glad to be invited back. Yeah, right. Yeah, See, it means you, you did well the That's first right. time. That's <laughs> right. Sometimes I don't get the invite back. <laughs> right. you know, uh, Brandon uh, used to be a staffer for former U.S. House Speaker Dennis Hastert and was Director of Education Affairs under New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. He was born here in Detroit mm-hmm. and a former religious talk radio host. He writes yeah. about culture, music, and politics under the moniker the Hip Hop Republican. Um, let, let's start, uh, Brandon, mm-hmm. with what we were just talking about with Howard Lupovich, this awful shooting that happened right. in Pittsburgh over the weekend. What's your What's your reaction to it, and and what's your sense of how it fits into the context of mm-hmm. the narrative, the political narrative mm-hmm. that is just getting uglier and uglier, I think, in this country. You know, first of all, uh, I want to say that it's, it's a sad day in America where we have to question uh, going to church or going to the supermarket and being armed. Uh, so I think there's a national problem here. Uh, I also think there's a there's responsibility with the administration uh, to really tone down the uh, some of the conversation around race and culture. Um, you know, one of the things is I, I saw yesterday where they were saying, you know, um, you know, these these some of the conversations from the gunman was, you know, it was you know anti-Semitic. Uh, some of the conversations was, you know, around eradicating people and how they're keeping us down. Uh, my conversation is who was the us that he was talking about? Uh, I think right now there is a conversation where certain national groups, nationalist groups, uh, now finally feel empowered. There's a, they have a voice. And I think the administration has to be very careful with that because the president, the buck stops here. He sets the tone. And if the tone is this type of activity is okay, then we've got a much greater problem than just talking about the, the upcoming elections We've got a theme that is, in some cases, anti what America has always stood for, and that's freedom and, and inequality. And this is a president who has not shied from mm-hmm. what I think he would describe as norm-breaking behavior. I think what he would say is, I'm shaking things up and and getting out of the mode of all of these things that happened for a really long time mm-hmm. and didn't get us to where we were supposed to be. At the same time... He doesn't want to take any responsibility for mm-hmm. the the things that other people do, acting almost explicitly on his word. But Steve, it goes back to that word that you just mentioned, the us. And my conversation is, who is the us? And it doesn't seem like the us is, uh, you know, African Americans and Hispanic Americans, other folks other than Caucasian Americans in this nation. And I think that's a problem. Uh, as you look at the, you know, the nation is changing, the demographics is changing. Uh, you can tell a person by look at the appointees to the cabinet. Not a lot of us in, in that cabinet. Uh, if you look at, you know, the conversation around, you know, I, I just saw recently uh, the president had, uh, had invited all these African-American youth 
to um, meet with the president. I saw that. I saw the photos of that. And, and, you know, part of that says, hey, you know, I'm an independent. And so I've always been big on bipartisanship. However, uh, I think we are past the point of um, photo ops. And I think now there's got to be a deliverable for what I call uh, minority America, uh, whether that be, you know, the pastors that visited this summer. You know, right now we have 37 open ambassadorships to Africa that have still not been filled. Mm. Uh, would have been nice to have some of those pastors get some of those ambassadorships. Uh, you know, and so we can't just talk about trade from a national level. We've got to really talk about trade from a local level. And I think that's how we get in the game. And so I think it's the us that concerns me of who is the us that the president is talking about? Who is the us that uh, the guy who, you know, uh, carried out this massacre in, in Pittsburgh or the guy who carried out, uh, you know, the massacre at the, at the grocery store in Los Angeles? Who is the us that these guys are talking about? So let's talk about how that translates from mm-hmm. the national level where the president is saying and doing these things. People are taking those words and acting on them. Mm-hmm. And then you have Republicans running in the state of Michigan to be governor, yeah. to be senator, yeah, yeah. and they have to reckon with this. Bill Schuette and John James, mm-hmm. their approach has been to wrap their arms around this president. You know, so so I know both. Uh, I, I, I deem both as friends. Um, however, I think there has to be a sense of um, there has to be a caveat around getting too close to certain people who have exhibited things that are, in my opinion, anti-American. Um, and, and I get the politics of it. You know, the politics of it says, you know, Michigan uh, voted for Trump um, outside of Detroit. And let's be clear, Detroit is not the state of Michigan. And I think people need to know that when they talk about polling and all of that information. And so I get it from a data standpoint. I, I'll talk about two real quick. I think the difference between James's uh, race versus Shooty's race uh, are slightly different. I think John James, I went to high school with him, great guy, great family man. Uh, However, I think with his case, he's got a unique situation because this is an African-American businessman running against a woman who has been in office for over 40 years. And in certain cases, you know, the community has has asked him the question, well, what have we seen? And so in this case, I think, you know, some people may say, well, don't play the race card. I think in his in his case, the race card could actually help. Uh, This is a man who's, you know, family. Uh, has done work with labor unions. And so I, I, I miss the conversation of where's the conversation around uh, how do we use labor to get people back to work? And I think he's the right guy to have that conversation. Has he had that conversation? Probably not. Uh, on the flip side of that, I think Shooty right now, I think the conversation, I watch both debates, uh, it's about how do we keep Michigan, uh, how do we get folks back to work and keep the momentum of Michigan's comeback? Um, I don't think it's enough to just talk about, you know, the issues with Grand Home. We were in a different economy. We had a different administration. But I think he's got to really connect poverty to how do we get the simple guy uh, who has no skills back to work. And I think Gretchen right now is hitting it. Uh, I just think there's a conversation of, you know, do we want to take a chance on um, another Democrat when we saw what happened under the Grand Home administration. So, so, but but for both of those candidates, this question of how to handle the president, I think, is is not just key to their elections, but but key to their character. The idea that you embrace the the presence of uh, a a president who says the things that Donald Trump says 
the fact that you don't call him out when things happen because of stuff that he says. I, I, I really worry about their inability to do that. And I do think it's an inability. I had Bill Schutte here mm-hmm. on the show mm-hmm. last week. We pushed him as hard as we could. I heard. Just <laughs> to just to acknowledge right. that this is going on. And he wouldn't do it. Well, and you know, part of, you know, there, there's a bigger issue in Washington on both the Democrat side and the Republican side. And it's this concept of groupthink. Uh, groupthink is a very dangerous thing. I can tell you, I, I was a little shocked uh, when Kavanaugh got nominated because I said, wait a minute, you know, whether you're Democrat or Republican, we're not talking about, you know, right or wrong. We're talking about the fact that despite if the allegations are somewhat true, uh, you know, this is a problem where now we have a guy who you could say he's got some issues when it comes to uh, certain allegations, or even if you say, well, he's got some issues with alcoholism. He now is one of nine of the most powerful judges in the nation. That's a problem. And so I think that, you know, and I think this is probably going to be, in my case, in, in certain cases, Republicans, their downfall is where are the John McCain's? Where are the, um, you know, the John, the, the Jack Kemp's in the party to say enough is enough. This is wrong. And we need to stand for what is right and not what is partisan. My guest is Brandon Bryce, independent political consultant, and we are talking about the upcoming midterm elections. Uh, it is opposite Monday here on Detroit Today. We try to invite somebody into the studio to talk about politics who sees things a little differently than I do. If you want to join the conversation, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. And we'll work you into the conversation. Let's go to Bob in Detroit. Bob, welcome to the hey, show. Bob here. Hey. I just wanted to say that sometimes when we're trying to be fair and show both sides, one of the sides is horribly wrong. One of the sides may be telling lies. One of the sides may have ulterior motives that are not in the public's best interest. And when we compromise with those people who are trying to cheat us, Compromise when they're trying to poison you is taking half the poison. It's letting them pollute half the ocean. It's let them steal half of your money. Mm-hmm. And it's dishonest to say, well, we've got to show both sides when one side is spouting complete nonsense. So, That's so, so, Bob, I, I'm glad you called and said that. Um, uh, Richard Primus, who's a University of Michigan law professor who uh, appears on the show from time to time, has a really great analogy for what you're talking about. He says that 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 American politics are kind of like a basketball game that's not refereed, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that each side sort of agrees that the game and the integrity of the game and keeping the game going is more important than winning. That that mm-hmm. you, there are some things you just don't do, even though you know if you do them, if you trip somebody on their way to the basket, there's no one to call the foul. And right. you could you could prevent them from scoring, but you don't do that because it ruins the game. He says that Republicans have reached a space where they think winning is more important than the game, and they're willing to do anything to win. Well, Stephen, I, I'll say this. I think politics, uh, I always say politics is a blood sport. Um, it's about winning. Then once you win, you decide, okay, how do we make this ship move? But I want to say, I want to kind of go back to something you said. I think the referee is the American people. Is the people is the people. We have the the, the right to say 
well, we don't like this guy or we do like this guy. Uh, We have the right to say, well, we think this person should continue to serve or we don't think this person should continue to serve. And so uh, I think we now the problem is it's it's up to the referee to call the play. (laughs) So so call the play, in my opinion, equals it's time. You know, you have to vote. Uh, It's important because right now I think we're seeing a sentiment where, you know, Donald Trump is no different than who he's always been. He's just doing it on a national level. Uh, You know, someone said to me, well, how did this happen? I said, well, you know, it's funny. Donald Trump has been in your living room for over 20 years. Forever. Probably probably longer than that. And so now people are starting to wake up and say, wait a minute, something's off here. Uh, The flip side to that is, you know, it goes back to right now we have elections where right now we have two or four, excuse me, four proposals on the on on the on the books right now on the election uh, season where, you know, gerrymandering. That's a critical issue where we're talking about safe districts uh, do not make good elect electorals. I mean, these guys can literally first of all, it's wrong. The fact that a person can literally craft out their district, <laughs> their own district, their own district, choose I mean, their constituents. I mean, I mean, that's almost that's almost that to me, that's almost undemocratic. But you have people actually fighting it. And what's crazy is you've got both sides that are saying they're not really. Oh, well, we'll let the people decide. Well, well, wait a minute. How can we let the people decide if the people don't have an opportunity to craft their own district? It's crazy. Uh, again, three one three five seven seven one zero one nine is the number on the phones. Let's uh, take one more call before we end the show here. Marge in Macomb. Marge, welcome to Detroit today. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. I was going to say I'm a diehard liberal, but I have the feeling that the liberals are can be just as pigheaded as the. <laughs> Uh, conservatives by saying, if we understand everything, you don't. Very often we won't listen to the other side either. And it's so easy to blame the other side for not listening mm-hmm. when we're not opening our own minds to what they have to say. Hmm. Marge, I really appreciate that sentiment. It's one of the things mm-hmm. I think we all have to do better at, that that it is true that things are not always a uh, both sides are are wrong kind mm-hmm. of equation, and I, th- I have real problems with that narrative. But it is true that both sides can always do better at listening to the other. I do th- I do deeply believe that that is part of what we need to get to, and that's hard. It is hard for me, uh, and I know it is hard for for lots of other people to be able to keep doing that. To say I'm not just going to write somebody off because they're different or think differently than I do. You know, you know, Stephen, we need to thank you, March, for that call. We need to go back to the Tip O'Neill and Reagan days where you had a guy out of Massachusetts who was an extreme liberal. And then you had a guy out of Illinois via California uh, <laughs> who was a conservative. And they said, how do we move the country forward? What are the things that we can agree on and what are the things that we cannot agree on? Unfortunately, that does not exist in American politics right now. Yeah. Um, you know, you would have thought that when Trump was first elected, uh, this whole concept of the art of the deal. Well, how do we bring it from Wall Street to Washington? Uh, I'm not sure we've been able to do that. And I think that's a that's a bigger issue when you're talking about right now. You know, I mean, even at the state and local politics. I mean, we talk about, you know, fix the D roads. Well, what about fix the D schools? What about fix the D unemployment? <laughs> what you know? So. Partisanship 
has problems and we need to solve it. Brandon Bryce, independent political consultant. Always great to have you here on Detroit Today. Thank you. That's going to do it for me today. I'll be back tomorrow. I hope you will, too. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, a community service of Wayne State University. We'll see you tomorrow.